ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between. I'm just a poor boy, nobody loves me. And Welcome to Uncategorized. Hello everyone and welcome back to Uncategorized. I am your host, Sam Ray Johnson, and we hope you all had a wonderful Halloween season. We had a busy October ourselves, but we finally feel like we are getting back on track with our podcast schedule. We will keep you updated on new episodes to come, but for now, we hope you enjoy this episode where we spent some time with a very talented photographer at our center for the now world-famous campaign, No Hate. The day started off slowly at our center in Reno on a bright Saturday morning. Excited volunteers waited on participants to show up as they talked amongst themselves and laughed. Our center is a place full of color and light, complete with a computer room for work, an art room filled with various art supplies, and a small reading corner with a mini library of queer literature. The rules for today were simple. Wear a plain white t-shirt, have a volunteer place a no-hate temporary tattoo on the face, and wear duct tape over the mouth for a silent protest. It's an image many of us have already seen all over social media, and many others have seen across the globe. Volunteer Samantha Ging was enthusiastic about the turnout as she patiently waited for the next guest to come in for their temporary tattoo. She had a sweet smile, and her and her mother had arrived from Oregon just for offering their help to the No Hate campaign. She has been really fed up with everything that's been going on in the world with all the hate and stuff, and I have as well, and uh, we've just felt so powerless, and we just didn't know how else to help, and this was the best way we saw that we could make a difference. Even though it's small, it still feels like we're doing something right. Ging had learned about no hate and diversity within the queer community a few years ago, such as topics about the gender spectrum and different sexualities beyond straight and gay. Well, right now I'm doing all the temporary face tattoos, and it's a lot of fun just meeting new people, seeing when they first come in, sometimes they're a little shy, not really sure how to react, and then as soon as they get the temporary tattoo, you can kind of like see a change in them, and it's like they're suddenly a lot more open and a lot more encouraged. Just it, the small little thing on their face just makes them feel a hundred times more better about themselves. They get the courage to be themselves, and that's really nice. <laughs> Ying had nothing but great things to say about our center and hopes to volunteer again for similar events in the future. In my hometown, everybody just feels bland and you walk in and there's such a negative energy, but as soon as I walked in here, you could just feel the happiness and the energy about, uh, from everybody just wears off on you and you just come together and it's so great. The No Hate photo shoot drew participants from all over the U.S., including Jalen Ricks from Palm Springs. He is an activist trying to bring sex-positive workshops to Reno and hopes to collaborate with our center soon. Well, I'm a sexologist, and uh, I have a private practice, but I also teach. And actually, that's some of what we were talking about here, bringing some maybe some workshops and things like that about positive sexuality. Kind of on the other, the other shade of no on hate is saying yes to positivity and uh, healthy senses of sexuality, because we really don't have a lot of models out there in the world that, that shows people's sexuality in a positive light. And so that's what I'm all about. Rick's talked about the No Hate campaign and how he has seen the impact of the movement online. I think it's been great to see uh, online effect of that. So many people, you know, you're running around on Facebook and then pop up pops the No on Hate. And it's just a beautiful way to, to remind people that we do not have to be controlled or guided by hate in any way. Ricks used the opportunity to share more information about sex positivity and how he wants to bring his workshops to Reno. 
one of the most popular ones is talking about shame. Uh, our society these days is inundated with the message that we are never enough, especially from consumerism. You're not popular enough unless you buy this. You're not popular enough unless you uh, wear that. And uh, even though that's how capitalism and consumerism works, it ends up, we end up getting inundated with these messages that just say we're never enough. And so being able to kind of cut through that and sexuality being a beautiful way to show the diversity of all people, that's just a wonderful way to say you are enough exactly the way you are. And sure, we all you know want to look our best. We all want to improve in life. But in actuality, your uniqueness and accentuating that is really a wonderful way to bring out positive sexuality. So that could be one workshop. We also got a chance to speak with the incredibly talented Adam Buska, who works as a celebrity photographer as well as being the co-founder of the No Hate Campaign. He has photographed many movie and television stars, musicians, and other activists. From Kim Kardashian to Miley Cyrus, Weird Al to Slash, and Tom Bergeron to Larry King, he told us about how he decided to start the No Hate Movement and how he has seen it grow over the years. It was 2008, right after the passage of Proposition 8 ban same-sex marriage in California. Me and my partner, Jeff Parshley, were taking part in the local protests and we wanted to look for a way to contribute. So we started with his image, we uploaded it on MySpace, which was popular at the time, not the data ourselves, but we just wanted to show who was being discriminated by this and we wanted to put a face to it, essentially this movement. We saw people using victim of hate logos online, but it's so important to put your face to it. So it's so powerful in a way that it's visually powerful even though it's a silent protest. So that was our initial thought process behind it. But soon we saw people coming forth to make statements in response to all forms of different discrimination, whether it's race, social inequality, whether it's gender inequality, religion, it's so many different reasons, but we didn't want people to be divided by these issues. This is something that we should be uniting ourselves around. We should be celebrating diversity and be being proud of who we are. So this is that thought process that went behind into creating the hate campaign. Muska and Parshley have been traveling across the globe, bringing queer activism and the fight for equality to countries where the laws might still be harsh against the LGBTQ+. We've traveled to over 25 different countries with the No Hate campaign, and one of my most favorites is of one of our more recent trips was to Singapore, because we got to travel to an area that where homosexuality is still against the law. So to be a part of that movement and to create a message with the local people there, it really felt like we put art into action and we really were making a difference. Every single country, it's nice to go overseas and see people line up in respects for something like this, where 20 years ago, even in America, we would have people lining up to do something like this. So it just shows how things are changing and how we're bringing people together. After talking with Busca, it was obvious that he was passionate about the work that he does, and his caring personality shines through each portrait he makes. We decided to mix it up and ask him the hardest of questions. If you could be an animal, any animal, <laughs> what would you be and why? Oh my gosh, now this is this is what's going to stump me. But this, uh, I, that, that's, I would be a teddy bear, because I give hugs all day and I'm all about hugs, so I think that's, I'd be a teddy bear. By the end of the photo shoot, our center was crowded with participants lining up to get their picture taken for a worthy cause, and it was a wonderful day meeting so many amazing people. Thomas Jackson is a student at the University of Nevada, Reno, with high hopes for their future. They have a reserved personality, but not without a clever sense of humor. Literally, whenever you bring up non-binary, it's literally like, oh, is it Tumblr? Is it that, am I allowed to swear on your show? Absolutely, are you kidding Is me? it that Tumblr shit? <laughs> Behind the calm demeanor also lies a deep passion for the study of science and for resolving social issues within the LGBTQ plus community. 
We're not gonna treat science like it's some sort of god to be worshipped. We treat science like it's a way to understand the world. And honestly, if you're not doing science for the good of other people, then why are you doing it? Jackson had a rough upbringing. They were talked down to, teased, and bullied throughout their life. I was way up in that toxic masculinity crap, even though looking back on it from an early age, I knew I wasn't male or female. I knew that gender really meant nothing to me, you know, identity-wise. I didn't realize later sexuality-wise, but, you know, they, they always say it's like, oh, if, if your son's playing with dolls, then you probably actually have a daughter with people growing to accept trans stuff. And I realized back in the day, I didn't play with dolls. I didn't play with action figures. I just kind of did my own thing, I guess. And that's very symbolic, I guess, of my gender. Kids would, you know, call me ugly. Kids would harass me a lot. And it wasn't even because I, you know, let on anything about my sexuality. It's just because I was unattractive and weird to the point where in middle school, they uh, made up a special kind of cooties just for me. They called it a TJ germs because I went by TJ. And I still do with some people. And even like the sweet girls who are always like, you know, giving people flowers and everything. If I bumped into one of them in the hallway, they'd be like, ew, and like wipe it off on someone. Like I was a physical plague. And honestly, that always has some sort of effect on your self-esteem. And you'll partner with the fact that I was ashamed of being autistic. It was just bad time. It was a bad time. Sometimes I would get invited to parties, so I wasn't that bad, I guess, but when we would play spin the bottle at parties, it got to the point where uh, they made a special rule that if uh, it landed on me, the girl only had to give me a high five. But you grow up basically, you know, being like, be a man, don't show emotions. Like, I still have problems safely expressing emotions, even though I'm not, I know I'm not a man. Another thing is, being, you know, growing up with like this kind of heteronormativity, I would believe by default I'm having a cis-het dude. I still get paranoid delusions like, oh man, what if I am a cis-het dude? What if I'm just like invading this queer community? And I feel so guilty whenever I get feelings for anyone defab. Jackson noticed that there were major differences in the way that agender DMABs were treated versus agender defabs, which are short for designated male at birth and designated female at birth. Most of the discrimination, they said, actually came from within the queer community. There's a lot of erasure of DMAB non-binary people. You know, admittedly, that's because the main exposure the average layman gets to non-binary people is Tumblr. Demographic-wise, Tumblr is, you know, mostly DFAB people. So you don't get the DMAB non-binary experience at first glance. Because when you think non-binary, a lot of people think, like, pale, short, short-colored hair. Sorry, I'm putting you on blast, Sam. You're doing the little, you're doing <laughs> the little like, hand signals around your face. Here's me. Yeah, yeah that's you. <laughs> And it's like, it's hard. It's hard that I don't get the recognition as a DMAB person that a DFAB person would get. Because, like, I'm not, like, this radically different looking person. And whenever I do see someone DMAB and androgynous, I just get, like, intensely jealous of them. The DMAB experience is so, you know, drastically different. Because you're treated, you're treated by some people in the queer community like you don't belong. You're not trans enough. You're not get queer enough minimum, you know, you have to be like a binary trans person and you have to be exclusively homosexual. That's the only way you get your full queer recognition. And it sucks because we need to fix that because as I said, queer people shouldn't leave other queer people behind. Now we definitely do have a hierarchy because now that we're starting to see some form of equality, you know, at least in more media exposed, you are starting to get admittedly cis, white, gay men mostly who uh, completely sell out the rest of the queer community. It's like a lot of queer people hate to, you know, acknowledge this, but 
we still need to stick together because otherwise, once we start falling apart, we get stuff like Milo Yiannopoulos, we get stuff like Turks, we get all this kinds of stuff and we can't fall apart as a community. We can't be like, oh, you can't be here, you're ace, you can't be here, there's only two genders. We need to stick together until we're all equal. Despite Jackson's hardships, they are determined to see their degree in astrophysics through to graduation, and they hope that they will own their own science firm one day. Pundits have me on their show whenever something science happens, like, oh, look, it's it's the old guest, Thomas Jackson. I want to, you know, look directly into the camera. It's like, listen, you're majoring in art. If you're majoring in English, keep doing it. Chase your dreams, motherfucker. Jackson has high expectations for the future generations of the LGBTQ+ and has faith that they will make this world a better place. You are valid. Doesn't matter. Keep doing what you're doing. Love yourself, please. Never give up. You are valid. Everything will be better. You'll see everything with clarity someday. You'll have that inner peace that you desire. People say it gets better. I know it deserves to be better for you right now. Grow up, make it, and be sure that it is immediately better for the next generation of queer people. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast and would like to stay tuned for more, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you would like to nominate anyone for a feature or contribute your own story, feel free to send us an email at uncategorizedapodcast at gmail.com. Stay tuned for our YouTube series coming soon. This has been a Reynolds School of Journalism production. I'm Sam Ray Johnson, and I'll see you next time on Uncategorized.